Hello and welcome to Dadnamic. It is one of our specials. It is the top five time. Um, I am Paul Smith. I will say a very good hello to everyone. I hope you are well and having a fantastic day. Um, I am joined to my left and always on my left is Tootsie. <laughs> Tootsie? Tootsie. They don't Luke, know me as Tootsie. Luke Lyons. Hello. Mr. Toots. Hello. How are, you, how are you, sir? Remarkably average. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Uh, diagonally across the table, I'm joined by Just For Men. Diagon Alley. <laughs> Diagon Alley. This just, is just because. Kieran. Yes, hello. You say Just For Men, I had a nice little shave. You have. You've, 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 you look remarkably well at the moment. You look clean. I'm trying to try. That's the look I was going for. I was going for hygienic. <laughs> I'm going for the latest hobo. <laughs> and across from me, I am joined by Sirius' favourite son, <laughs> Brad. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Good, good. I'm glad to hear. Thank you very much. So, the premise of this top five, we're talking top five albums. Now, this is going back to our childhood. This is going back through... When we first started getting into music, uh, current ones, um, whatever really, really spoke to us. So that these albums that stuck by us that we can listen through start to end. There are certain rules. So the rules are you are only allowed to pick one per artist. You cannot pick two albums from the same place. You cannot pick any mixolation. Uh, mixolation. Uh, mixolation. I love the word you make <laughs> up when you're talking. <laughs> oh, we should so do a top five of words made up. <laughs> yeah. You cannot do any mix albums, so you cannot do now CDs. You cannot do um, soundtracks. Compilations. Compilations. Yeah, <laughs> like compilations. those kind of weird mixed compilations. <laughs> yeah. I, I like yes. the mixolation. I like top Gear albums, things like that, and you cannot pick a greatest hits album. So you cannot pick, say, Queen Greatest Hits. See, I don't like that idea because this, that's the reason why they're there. So people love that album. No, because it's just picking the best from every album. But if you've got one amazing album that sticks out, that is what they will be known for. Mm. So I will start with my number five. We will do number five, going to number two. We will then do honourable mentions and number one. Wait, you're going to jump from five to two? There might be three or four in there. And there's this like last time where it has to be, it's not just your top five, it has to be in the order because... Yes, it has to be in an order. So my number five is Savage Garden. I knew you were going to pick a Savage Garden. Affirmation. It it was, I think as I was growing up, it was the album that my mum had um, that I liked. It was the first album I ever liked from start to finish. Um, It had some of their classics like Hold Me and I Knew I Loved You. Affirmation, which was played at the Olympics during the opening ceremony in Sydney. I only remember that one elbow song that everyone else remembers. What, Truly Madly Deeply? No, that elbow song that everyone else remembers. The elbow song. Is it one Rest day, of the Wicked. One Day Like This. One Day, oh, Just For Today. Just, no, that's that, that was an Olympics. Just For Today. Oh, right, oh you're talking right. Olympics. I was like, I don't know a yeah. song. Sorry, no, no, no. Like I thought elbow would be Wait, like, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, that, that is definitely uh, my fifth favourite album. I could still listen <clears> to it from start to, begin, to start till end now, and I'd enjoy every second of it, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, I'll pass you over to Brad. What's number five? I'd say my number five album would be the Marshall Mathers LP, Eminem. <clears throat> the first one. Jumping genres. Is that the one with Kim? That's on Kim, Who Knew, Stan, The Way I Am, Bitch Please Too. <laughs> 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 the reason I like it is just because it's Eminem's technically third album, second mainstream popular album. But the reason I like it is just because it was in the height of his career when he's just come out and he's still fresh. He's got his 
lyricism down to a T. Um, not only that, he had guest stars on the on the album as well, all the regulars. But um, production wise as well, I thought it was a really good album, and I was really deep into uh, hip hop raps back in the day. So kind of I can name. So hip hop, hip hip hip. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but no, just because of that, not only that, I, I'm not too much too big a fan of Eminem at the moment. I think he's kind of... He's it's, dropped the ball. It's heydays. Yeah. It's well, gone. It's moving. Oh, right, it's moving. It's moving. It's moving. Calm down. Way too much voice. Okay, sorry. Just because the Marshall Mathers LP beats the Slim Shady LP. Beats the Eminem show, I think. But them them albums around that era, early 2000s, were his best. And that one really stands out for me. Kieran, your number five. Uh, my number five will be uh, Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. Capaldi. Is, um, just, is this like the one that he's just released? Yeah, his yeah. first album. Wow. Uh, Divinely, I think it's pronounced. There is, like, it's, it's, again, like, I didn't realise I liked him until I, I was, heard a few songs and I started, I got his album and it's, it's just really good. It's just a really good album and uh, my daughter likes it, my little baby girl. I sing it to her. And oh, she likes oh, it. oh so, that's nice. You know, I listen to mm. them. So, Luis Capaldi. Luis Capaldi. <laughs> Capaldi. Nice. Okay, Toots. I've gone for heavy metal. You've gone for heavy five. metal? For number five, I've gone back to my heavy metal roots of uh, Avenged Sevenfold. I bet it's, oh, not even heavy, it's not even heavy metal because it's alternative. If you speak yes, to any like, yes, true. heavy metal fan, they'll be like, what? That's weak, man. In case um, you didn't know, Luke works in a, uh, in a music shop. <laughs> I did. I, work, I, I worked in a particular uh, music shop that just went under recently. Um, Again. Did, and, and worked in the... the record department for a while um and that was kind of when i was massive on music and now it's mm-hmm. not so much i've really struggled with music i kind of find that i like particular things from particular people i struggle to listen to one whole album although these mm-hmm. five i can always go back to but uh yeah Avenged sevenfold it's the nightmare album um now mm-hmm. with this one um the drummer just died of an overdose um and basically um this the first three songs of it were the ones that he wrote and you can really tell like the passion and the power behind it and then the rest of the album is basically all devoted to what happened after his death and things which again you get the whole passion and the power behind it but um heavy metal fans it's a it's a decent listen okay good okay my number four i think this is the one where i really hit a teenage uh it hit me in my, <laughs> my teenage years and this is the thing that changed me over to this genre, and that was uh, Green Day's American Idiot. From start till finish, yeah, brilliant. The story that it tells throughout, the way it, it just came at the perfect time. It came when I first started music lessons as well, funny enough. And um, it just... You I learned to play American Idiot. It's one of your favourite <coughs> songs, wasn't it? Did anyone, anyone, yes, American Idiot. Anyone agree that I didn't... The only one I didn't like too much, I still listen to it, but I didn't like too much on the album was the song American Idiot. The other ones I thought, like, um, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Suburbia. Jesus yeah, the Suburbia, ten minute one was the 10 minute, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. There's moments in there. There are moments in it, but the whole 10 minutes. Because that was my favourite. Like, yeah. But that Jesus. was my favourite one, that, the whole thing, the whole album. I think this was the song American Evil was so overplayed on radio. Boulevard of Broken Dreams is my favourite off that album. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. Wake me up when September ends. Oh, oh yes. Yes. But the video is so sad. Especially when you should like it. Is this what caused you to take this route in your life? Especially when, like, you have the um, the extended video, isn't it, where um, you have the talking in between yes. and stuff. And it was the, um, was it Billy Elliot? The yes. guy who played the Billy Elliot was in the video. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Was oh, the main soldier was. Yeah, Billy that was Elliot. him. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. Was it him? I Jamie? never understood. You know, you know the yeah. I can't remember. I think it was him. I don't think so. You know the bit where he turns. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to go back and research this. I think someone should Google this. Yeah. You know, you know when he turns around and says, "You of all people should know why, why I, did I did this." this. I don't get that because he doesn't. No, it never explains he never, it. No. But no, it did. He showed him playing a computer game of violence, like in a yeah, <laughs> army yeah, computer yeah. game. Just it kind of showed you a backstory that computer he would games don't result in somebody going to war. <laughs> No, um, but yeah. No, while we're waiting for our technicians to Google this, yes. Um, I also I've got to add. If you listen back to the lyrics now, who was it? It doesn't say. It doesn't but say it was an actor. It was a proper actor. Yeah. Okay. If if you look back at the lyrics now, I'm the son of rage and love, the Jesus of suburbia. At, at the time, it didn't really get to me. But now that I sit sit and think about. It, that's such a powerful there's line some and it's just like, there's, there's one lyric in there as well where basically he even says in, in it where it's like if you take out the red, like the middle words or something like that mm-hmm. and then he sings this line and, but if you take out all the other words he's basically saying fuck you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something it's, along those lines you're like that's amazing <laughs> yeah, it's just Love it. it's, it's absolutely it's so brilliant that you've done Brad, Brad number four I'd say <clears throat> early 2000s again but I go back to the pop punk era I'd say take off your pants and jacket, Blink-182. Ah, oh, that's good one. Yes, yes. Every track on that's a hit, and it's just one of those things where, you know, it was in secondary school when it came out, year eight, I think it was. But um, it's just that era where it's just like, yeah, it's, it's the kind of rock, heavy rock. I think everyone can kind of tell the genre of music that we've been into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is how we all pretty much came together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like heavy metal, but yeah, happy. Yeah. Savage Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Blink One Eight Two is one of those bands that you, know, you can go back. It, it, oh, it's one of the songs comes on. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh, it's Blink One Eight Two. Oh my god, man! Exactly. <laughs> I do believe me and you have done karaoke to Blink One Eight Two as well before. Yeah, well, we've done karaoke to many other songs. <laughs> That's very true as well. Yes. But we had the dance routine as well. We did. Have a day, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. We're supposed to be cool, man. This will be on, you, will be on YouTube before you know it. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it was one of them timeless albums you always listen to. I can still listen to it now when it comes on. Uh, you know, rock show, uh, plenty of other songs on there. Um, <laughs> first date, you know, loads of different tra- tracks on there. But it's one of those. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. timeless. It's yeah. a timeless album. Exactly. Kieran, you're number four. I don't think I put enough research into this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people come out with bangers of albums like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I like that one too. Um, but now I'm going to stick to my list. I think um, I'm going to go for pros. Who are pros? Pros, pros is a duo from Manchester. Okay. Two young boys, right? Um, or they're three. They got an album called Home of the Brave, and Home of the Brave. it is uh, they do like um, it's kind of like Plan B, where it's a rap sort of that kind of um, okay. thing, but it's also singing and it's still a guitar. So it's kind of two genres mixed into one. You know where everyone was doing like rap and stuff to a guitar. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good album about this. Uh, it's about one of the boys. It's, um, I think it was 2008, 2010, oh, really? or maybe 2012, somewhere along those lines. So late 2000s. Um, and it's about this kid's life, and it's about him being a kid with his family, and stuff he's growing up with, and then becoming a dad himself, and mm, okay. the difficulties he's faced becoming a dad and things like that, and living a life of uh, drugs and drinking, um, and now how he's cleaned up his act. And it's a really, really good album. The songs itself are fantastic. There's one... Ah, oh, I can't even get to it. There's songs that make you laugh. There's one that really made me cry. I mean, me and Mrs. can't even listen to it now because it's like... <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's a good album. It's a good album. Okay. Listen to it. Pros. I have Pros. no rebuff because I don't know it. I was going to yeah. say, it's, a, it's definitely like a... 
a one for people to go away and yeah. research. It's, it's, it's definitely than, one that yeah, I really yeah, suggest yeah. people go. If you listen to us on Spotify, just go to Spotify and type in Pros. <laughs> After you've P- listened to this. P R O S E. Pros. Pros. Okay. okay. Well, we will check that out. So, so you're number four. Uh, it's Luke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's force of habit. I know it is. I know it is. And it's cool. I forgive you. Um, it's the band that everyone loves to hate. It's Nickelback. Um, <laughs> Do not hate Nickelback. I love them with a passion. I, I, uh, I'm right there with you, man. Um, it's all the right reasons. I, uh, it's it, do you know, that was the first Nickelback album that I ever bought. I'd heard oh, of was them. It? I'd heard of them. Uh, I had never bought any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just skipped over a lot of their, their other stuff, just kind of listened to all of the, the major ones. But that was the first album that I ever bought. Um, of theirs yep. I think in total it's like the third album that I ever bought mm-hmm. um, but it was it, it's one of those albums that even now mm-hmm. put it on yeah don't stop listening to the end mm-hmm. um, and I find it very hard with albums uh, that is where when you turned around and said let's do a, a top five of albums that made the def- the defining thing of like yes you, know, you have to be able to listen to it all the way through and it does tell a, you know, it tells a story in fact it tells a multitude of different stories mm-hmm. it's got it's ups you know yep. lots of sex and gratuitousness and then mm-hmm. there's like the very sort of heartfelt stories and, yep. and the love behind it mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff back to the sex then there's yeah. the thing about drugs and all <laughs> yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff and it's a never it's a soap opera the masks are falling everyone's doing different things it's mm-hmm. is that the album with the bank robbery song no, no, that's no, it's Dark Horse. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, that's um, it, it, cool. that actually set up my Nickelback love. There we <clears> go. <throat> okay, my number three is Linkin Park, and it's One More Light, their latest album. I, so as much as I loved Meteora and Hybrid Theory, I'm surprised, and they are, they are fantastic. I've got songs tattooed on me from them. Is how much I love those albums. I'm actually surprised you didn't go for Minutes to Midnight. Um, Minutes to Midnight, I also loved, but One More Light. If, if you've ever given it a chance, from start to finish, it is amazing. And uh, the lyrical prowess from the first two is back. The, he- the, the musical elements is still there. Now, I, I watched an interview with Chester and Mike Shinoda, and they made one vital point, which I'll come to you on this, because I know you don't like it because you feel it's not Linkin Park. No, no. Um, I can't wait to see. They have a... Um, everyone... When you when you're an artist for that long, mm-hmm. the pop I call it the pop scene, the music scene, sorry, mm-hmm. changes. It varies up and down, all this kind of stuff. Like I said, you know, I used to listen to you know heavy metal bands and all that kind of stuff, but some of that now is is not even a scratch to mm-hmm. you know, heavy metal artists and things like that. Yeah. So it's um they started off rock rap, all yep. this kind of stuff with a couple mm-hmm. of melodies. But then, obviously, later on, they kind of discovered that they prefer doing the melodies. That it yep. actually is a better. It tells a better story. It has mm-hmm. a better. So, yeah, I get. I get your point. It's, yeah, it's this, still this, them. It's still this is their rebuff where they go. If you listen to the way we do crawling now, yeah, or somewhere, somewhere I belong, or something like that, you, um, it's the same as the music they they're yeah. reproducing now. Yeah, and another argument they had is where they go. People feel we're too much pop. They said. We've come out at the same time and our music sounds the same. Now, we recorded this a year ago. Either we knew where pop was going to go, which is impossible, yeah. or this is just the way music is going as a fabrication at the moment. Well, yeah, and the other, the other thing as well, so they were like, oh, yeah, it's, um, it, this is the, uh, it, everyone says that this is the stuff that 
yeah, we're just doing it for the for the the ratings and all this kind of stuff. When all of our older stuff, the mm-hmm. raw stuff that everyone's yeah. like, oh, this is the best stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's been, you know, made with with rap artists yeah. and things like that. It's, you know, everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. Even people mm-hmm. who are not into the genre, yeah, love it and like that kind of stuff. So yeah, I get the point. I yeah. just I struggled to listen to it because of Chester. Uh, yes, yeah. One more light has taken on a totally different meaning. The, the song itself. Because I never got round to listen to it before mm-hmm. anything happened. Yeah. And then when, like, obviously he killed himself, I just can't bring myself to listen to it now like um, I've got a Linkin Park album on my list mm-hmm. but since he's died I haven't listened to Linkin Park I just can't yep. it sounds so stupid because it was such a big part yeah. this album in particular was such a big yeah. part of my life yeah. that I can't listen to that in the same way that I listened to it when I was younger mm-hmm. and I'm worried that I'm going to listen to it and not it's going to feel different it's going to it, feel yeah. wrong it certainly does so I listened to One More Light about two weeks before he passed away and then um, the day after so I, I took it straight from that and there was a rumour going round that it's a suicide note. And mm-hmm. some of the songs really can sound like it. Especially with One More Light and things like that. But there's another thing he, uh, song he does called Sharp Things. Where he says, um, one of the lines in it is, um, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And then uh, it goes about what his mother used to teach him and everything like that. And it's the last song on the album. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, yeah, it's just written. It's a very deep one. But yeah, that was my number three. Brad. Number three. Lighten the mood, please. I would say, um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> introducing <laughs> the chocolate starfish. <laughs> I'd say, hot dog flavored water. <laughs> hot dog flavored water. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, limp biscuit, uh, chocolate starfish, and mm-hmm. hot dog flavored water. Amazing title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just that album, similarly to um, Linker Park around that time, it was 2001, I believe it was. Um, just it's one of those albums like. Uh, some Linkin Park albums you can listen to without skipping any songs yep every song's a hit obviously they're not as in-depth emotional as mm-hmm. Linkin Park um, even lyric wise they're more rowdy hooligan type but yep. that's what it was all about it was that kind of upbeat get you out your mm-hmm. seat jump the fuck around yeah <laughs> yeah. I totally get this because Wrestlemania 17 is where I heard Limp Bizkit they performed my, oh, my, my way they performed my way, way yeah. and uh, The Undertaker are rolling that's yeah, great. But yeah, the yeah. promo between mm-hmm. The Rock and Stone Cold, Cold. Steve Austin, oh, just... My Way promo, changed my world. Yeah, my that, world. and the, the, that song, it took me into that album. And now, I played this album about three months ago, <laughs> where I was so angry at work. Yeah. And that album just releases everything. It, that's what it is, it injects you with that kind of energy that you need to just, rather than just sit there and kind of uh, implode. Mm. Gets it all out and all that energy is just fucking projected out everywhere. People sit there and are like, oh, yeah, it's, it's such angry music and all this kind of stuff. But what they don't get is that it's, it's as you said, mm-hmm. it's a great release. That's what it is, yeah. Of anger to sit there and listen to somebody and join in. You know, when you do sit there, you, you want to scream, you want to jump around, you want to, you know, all this kind of stuff. You do it and then immediately afterwards it's like, that was a healthier way of me dealing with it than me going and having a drink. I definitely agree or with that. Or me going and doing something absolutely horrendous and stupid. Mm-hmm. Similar to Chester Bennington, um, Fred Durst, when he does his uh, really scream and shouting songs. Yes. Yeah. If you ever find yourself listening to the songs in the car, you mm-hmm. know you're going to be screaming and shouting as well, and it just kind of gets that out of you, so you feel refreshed afterwards. Yep. But no, definitely, in my top five. Kieran, number three. My number three will be uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the album I chose for Chili Peppers is Stadium Arcadium. Okay. Uh, Every song see, sounds the same. No, right, <laughs> see, this is, this is why I chose this album. Um, obviously, it's not one of their 
better known albums, right? But I chose this song because they do such a different class of music. Mm. I, I, I'm a big fan. When I listen to that, it is literally like watching kind of like a soap opera. In the sense of like everything is completely like different, and and it jumps from like a story to a story yeah. to a story, like it is yeah a full spectrum of yeah like a feel like for instance you have you have a song like Snow, such a delicate yes. simple song like that, and then you have um, one of their funkier more upbeat songs like um, Hump de Bump, Hump de Bump, that's Hump de Bump, which totally takes a different sort yeah. of route down there. You've got songs... Right. Danny um, California? Danny California. Yeah. I remember getting so excited by that. And album. I love the fact that Danny California was actually um, a secondary to... Um, oh, what song was it? Was it uh, Californication? What's the song they did where there was a computer game? That's Californication. Californication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, Dan, Danny California is the second to that song. Yeah. I didn't know that till afterwards. They didn't know it till I wrote it, but it's actually the girl who was... Tell me, maybe, yeah, fantastic song. They do such different wide range of vocals and music and even the instruments they move in. Lovely song. And there's two albums. Well, I've got the money worth. got two CDs. So <laughs> if you're thinking purely fiscal, you're in, uh, you're in profit there. And it was great. Absolutely great. I loved it. So you're number three. That's my number three. I completely disagree. You're on number three. <laughs> Luke. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> the mystery man in the corner. You heard um, um Actually, mine's going to be a, a Linkin Park album. Um, it's Meteori. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the first Linkin Park album that I bought, I missed Hybrid, Hybrid Theory. Theory. Yeah. I actually had to go back and find Hybrid Theory. Um, this was an incredible album. I actually bought uh, that Nickelback album and the Linkin Park album at the same time. Um <laughs> And it was, uh, I had to go, that was the first one that I went into a record shop to buy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bought for me or anything like that. Yeah. Um, again, you could listen to it from start to end. It's very angsty. It's very, um, it's one of those <clears> ones <throat> as well that you go back to and listen to. Mm-hmm. And it still has the same effect. I know you, you, you were saying earlier, Kieran, about you don't want to go back and listen to it so much because it can be difficult to listen to those feelings and things like that. Or, um, But uh, again, going to what Paul said about yeah. about chocolate starfish and things you know it, it does just make you sit there and think you just want to get it out and off you need to like, okay, the thing is if you think um, about how many people this this album helped yeah, as well yeah I think um, I, I, I don't think there's a bad song on it even no, the even really. it's yeah, one of those albums as well that's got a soppy little filler in between yes that um like it's got a, a prologue and, a, and an ending mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but even then it kind of go leads on and they did the um the remix reanimation well. yeah, reanimation, re-animation? Um, yes. yeah it was reanimation and then they did collision course with Jay Z yeah sorry it's a reanimation album that I'm thinking of and they, even that that's quite good yeah yeah they're very well it's got, right. it's, it's got its little moments and things like that but yeah that's what, what I like about Meteora is a direct sequel to Hybrid Theory yes, yes. it's got the yeah. exact same feel but every song is the same thing see mm-hmm. again didn't, I didn't get that but then yeah, I until I went back and listened to it exactly, and I, was like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I thought Meteora was a bit more uh, a bit more rocky to it there was less mm-hmm. I, I thought there was less sort of Feels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I, get I don't that. know. So I breaking the habit on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Numb. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so that is your number three, wasn't it? So my number two. And you uh, like number two. I do like a number two. It's nothing like a number two. Um, is Michael Jackson bad? Ooh. Now I, I, I used to love that song when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, um, he used to love you when you were a kid. <laughs> So, <laughs> that was a good one. Um, I was a sexy child. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Um, 
Yeah, so Bad was the album I grew up with. I'd missed uh, Thriller was before my time, and I was brought up with this CD. And um, you know, the, the the legacy of the man is unquestionable. Yeah. Um, this album was the one that took me took me into um, his type of music, and you know, I I I cannot think of a better album that he's done. I nearly went I nearly went with a cop out in history. Um, because it does have his best ones, but then the second CD is all new music. Yeah, of course. But I will stick to my gun and say Bad was, was the best album he'd done. Better than Thriller? Um, not as critically acclaimed, yeah. but the songs I can, I can relate to more. He had that kind of rebellious... He's more rebellious than mm-hmm. that rather than polished. Yes. It was in Thriller. He's also a different colour by that. Point. <laughs> 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 what, a different shade. <laughs> so that's my number two. Brad, your stool... I'd, I'd, I'd go back, for my number two, I'd say I'd go back Hard Rock, 80s. Uh, I'd go with Appetite for Destruction, Guns ah, N' Roses. Yes. I'd say that because, the reason why as well is because their first album, debut album, not only that, the sound is just outstanding for a rock band. See, with that as well, if you go back to the 80s, especially the mid-80s, you know, you had a little, so many rock bands, glam rock bands, Doing this mm-hmm. all similar Bon Jovi, um, you know, you had the heavy metal types, Metallica, Megadeth. Mm-hmm. With um, Guns N' Roses, they were just pure hard rock, but they yeah. had their own unique sound, which is what I love about that album. Mm-hmm. So you've got Night Train, uh, Paradise Sea. The Night Train! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle, you know, Sweet Child of Mine, all the big ones. Because Kieran um, used to work on the Night Train! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just everything about it, the, the whole range of the music, this, the guitar riffs, it's just perfect. It's a proper classic hard rock mm-hmm. album and I'm a big, big fan so yeah, yeah definitely number two completely agree Kieran your shit <laughs> <laughs> number two um Lincoln Park hybrid theory <laughs> so Lincoln Park's doing the rounds yeah now, so I don't know how far we can get into this because we've already discussed the reason why Lincoln Park is such an amazing group like group and band and stuff I just hybrid theory was my first it was my second album I bought Mm-hmm. My first album I bought was uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer soundtrack. Was it? That yeah. says a lot about you, oh, doesn't right. it? Yeah, sound uh, once more feeling. I saw that. <laughs> um, so that was my first album, and I can't put that down. Um, but yeah, it's my first proper album I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln Park did so many great songs on that. Oh, so many dude. great songs on that. Um, I think the only reason why I chose this album over like Metro Meteorology was that testosterone, isn't it? Testosterone. Yeah, you can get your testicles out again. <laughs> Words aren't friends today. Um, <laughs> so the reason why I chose that is because it was the first album I bought, and it's one of those albums that you can literally just listen start to finish. It's not a bad song on there. Like I stated, I haven't listened to it since Chester um, died, but it made such a huge impact and my granddad actually taught me told me about it um he he influenced my music choice and um from there that's where i got into your granddad got you into lincoln park your granddad got me in lincoln park and biscuits my granddad got me into your Slipknot. granddad's cool <laughs> prodigy he got me into slipknot um stone sour and any like so through this and through him i got into the more the heavy heavier metal kind of 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 songs he's um, so cool he got me into eminem um, Bob Marley, all sorts. He's nice. Just, he's great music taste, and um, yeah, this was uh, this is this album to me was the door opening to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his ear fell out. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, so to me, this is, this is my door opening to a world of music that through hybrid theory, I learned about Slipknot. I learned about mm-hmm. uh, Limp Bizkit. I learned about all these different sort of more rocky bands that wasn't a part of my life until then. Yeah. Um, even just anyone really. So yeah, that's my number two. Perfect. Um, Touch, your 10 minutes on the toilet with your phone. So I did have an album that was going to be the first ever album that was bought for me. And mm-hmm. if I'm honest with you, I'm lying to myself if I put it in the top five. So it's going to be an honourable mention. And I've just changed it. It's a band called Bastille. Mm-hmm. Uh, an album called Bad Blood, which is the first album that they released in 2013. Now, go with me on this. Mm-hmm. My son was born. Yes. He went through a very slight stage of not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried everything. We put him in his, we put him in the buggy and pushed him around our old flat. We took him out for walks. We put him in the car. He would fall asleep in the car, but I was burning through petrol like no one's business. Um, he would he would really struggle when it came to going to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that we found was, or I didn't even find this. The other half found it was this um, this band Bastille, yeah. and. The thing with Bastille, and particularly this album, is lots of the songs that they do on this album, they do lots of covers of. So, for instance, they do piano versions, they do um, mm-hmm. lots of, um, lo- lots of um, kind of like, uh, yeah, uh, acoustic versions and all that kind of stuff. But this particular album's got the most songs on it that would get him to sleep, and it got me into them, and I still listen to them, even their newer stuff and things like that. So it, it, every time I listen to them, I think of him. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's, um, it's kind of got a nice little memory to it, but it's, it's well worth a little check out. They're, they're brilliant, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, just even as musicians, like watch them on Radio on Live Lounge, mm-hmm. they do a cover of a Miley Cyrus song and just blow it. Completely yeah. out, out the water. Um, so yeah, that's still bad blood. Okay, on to honourable mentions. Now I've got quite a few, so I'm going to fly through them, and any instant reactions I get, I will um, I will listen. Um, Tenacious D, self-titled, the first one. Uh, great album. Defined the genre, and problem what I've got is I struggle to listen to some of the ones in the middle. Ah, and that's it. I could just if you're on a long car journey, I think this is the album. Yeah, I suppose. I I just don't. Not for me, but I get what mm-hmm. you mean. Yeah. Um, Luke Bryan crashed my party. That is a country one, so <laughs> nobody will know. Uh, Medina Lake through there. Um, from them through us to you. Oh, it was an incredible album. The emo angst is in this room <laughs> and it's alive. <laughs> um. Oh god, I can't believe I wrote this one. Enrique Iglesias Escape. It was, <laughs> it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, Did you have to say that as I took a sip of my drink? Yes. <laughs> um, bowling for soup. Sorry for party rocking. Okay. Yeah. Simple plan. Self-titled. Um, another one that I'm not proud of. Um, bless you. Um, McFly. Motion in the ocean. <laughs> That's like the odd song of McFly's, which are okay. Yeah, but this album was brilliant. Um, Stone Sour. Audio secrecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. Offspring. Conspiracy of one. Yeah. Uh, Avril Lavigne let go. 
Yep. I had limp biscuit, chocolate starfish, and hot dog flavor water. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> um, Carrie Underwood, storyteller. Um, I had um, a band that cannot be named and an album that cannot be named due to um, <sighs> due to the lead singer. But oh. yeah, that was definitely that would have definitely been. Come there. on, I think you can name them. Lost Profits, Liberation Transmission. I know. And okay. now we're taking off. <laughs> that Look, was, it's yeah. a shame. Like we were fans. Mm-hmm. But when, after everything that happened, yes. you just can't listen to it. You can't refuse to listen to it. So yeah. Which yeah. is a shame, really, because it wasn't the band's fault, really. No, it's exactly. decent music. It's, it's just back, yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Um, Pink Funhouse. Um, I had yes, yeah, amazing album. Uh, Daughtry, break the spell. Yeah. Eminem, encore. What was the one? Um, the other um, Daughtry. Uh, Daughtry. Um, no, there's one. Um, break the spell, and then you had um, Cage to Rattle. You had to break the spell. I can't remember. One of their albums was ten years old, and I saw it on. I saw it the other day. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, just so old. Um, I had Eminem on call. Yeah. Um, I had. I've just gone off my list. Whoops. Um, I had uh, Ed Sheeran Divide. It came mm-hmm. out last year. It was, it was brilliant. Um, Demi Lovato, tell me you love me. What? It was just brilliant. I saw it live as well. She's sexy as fuck. Um, <laughs> he drank to that. Uh, no, <laughs> willingly. I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, Hinder, Extreme Behaviour. Yes, that was the one I was going to put on. Yep, there you go. That was just, uh, that's the one with lips on an angel. Better, yeah, yeah. Get stoned. Is that oh, Catherine Hyde on the front cover? Uh, no, that's Take It to the Limit. No, no. It's, uh, oh, extreme behaviour. Oh, I had that, yeah. Red Bra. Yeah, Red Bra. You can't see her face. Yes, yes, yes. Is yes. it Catherine Hyde? Catherine Hyde. Okay. Going to see her in a different light now. Three last ones is Good uh, Good Charlotte, Good Morning Revival. Yep. Uh, Neo, Year of the Gentleman. And number six was Fallout Boy with Save Rock and Roll. I, I preferred from under the cork tree. No. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. That was one of my That's the classic mentions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what was the one afterwards that they did? That was from under the cork tree. Dance, dance. Yeah, you're thinking of the one before that, which was... Um... Thanks for the Memories was on the second album. Thanks for the memories, even though it's... Yeah, it was, was it one before that? Front of the Culture was 2005, I think it was. So I had that album as well. But that's, that's my honourable mentions. Brad, okay. Any honourable mentions from yourself? <sighs> obviously, obviously, I've still got loads, like all the yeah, back albums, course, all I mean, the other ones. It depends, classic albums, uh, if it goes on, if it goes to the new metal stuff, so Rage Against the Machines, debut album. <gasps> I forgot about them. <laughs> their debut album was the best one, obviously. Uh, Killing in the name of, uh, and then you had the the later album. I think they released three or four albums, but they. I like the one that's got Gorilla Radio on it. That's uh, is it LA? Uh, Escape from LA. Escape. Battle of Los Angeles. Battle of Los Angeles. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's, that's a third an amazing album. album. Yeah. Evil Empire was the second one. Them and then so you got other uh, new metal kind of darker stuff like Corn. Mm-hmm. A bit oh, darker. I loved Corn. Uh, <laughs> First, second, third albums were decent. They started to kind of slowly decline. Just going mm-hmm. to the 2000s, you kind of do, but they were still great. Dark, if you, if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, then you've also got all the kind of hip-hop stuff I used to listen to, so all the old-school stuff from the 80s, early 90s. Dr. Dre's first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doc motherfucking Dre. <laughs> <laughs> His first album, The Chronic, was... Like, when you releasing your first album, Brad motherfucking Brad. That's <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking Sopranos. <laughs> uh, you know, Snoop Dogg's first album was by far his best, still is. Uh, you got the old, if you go into the 80s, got Ella Cool Jays. Yeah, all, it, the list goes on and on, but you've got, it's, you know, my top genres are rock and rap. But yeah, too many to name, but yeah. Kieran, any honorable mentions? Who's hosting this fucking show? 
Any mentions? Oh, yes, I do. Thank you, yes. Um, So, I've got a few. Um, I've got What's the Story, uh, Morning Glory Oasis. That's a great album. Great album. It was one I grew up up listening to. Um, The Doors, there's... I can't yeah. pick. I can't pick yeah. an album though, unfortunately, mm. um, because there's quite a few. There's quite a few, and I don't. So I can't really pick an album. But the doors are up there. I just haven't managed to narrow it down to what album I like most. Um, Sibnot Volume Three, Sibnot Verses. Um, I really like the album. Had Vermillion Part Two, which is a song I fell in love with. Is that Duality? There as well. Duality in it. Is that? Is that Volume Two? No, I think that is. Yeah. Duality is Volume Three. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good um, album. Um, Marshall Mathers uh, LP Part Two, the newer one, came out. Um, really good songs. It's got um, it's got the follow up to Stan on it. Um, Berserk. Berserk was on there, wasn't it? Yeah, Berserk was on yeah, there. Berserk. Um, so that was a really good album. Recovery from them then was a really no, good yeah. album as well. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And the reason nuts. why I like this will come on later. Um, so uh, Rise Against Appeal to Reason. I really like that that album. Yeah. Um, so. Rise Against? Oh, Rise Against, yeah, sorry. Oh, right. So I think it was their second or third uh, album? Prayer of a Refugee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and Rooftops and stuff like that. Um, really great album, great stuff. Pink Misunderstood. See, I, I was going to go for Misunderstood, but I I realised I liked more songs on oh, Funhouse. Funhouse, yeah. Funhouse I like, but I liked all the songs on this one and uh, Family Portrait got it for me oh yeah, what, um, that's what made me choose the album was Family Portrait Mr President Dear Mr President yeah. is what took me to the other one and also I misunderstood you the song with Steven Tyler um, mm. really okay. really good song um, Tenacious D Pick a Destiny I loved it yeah um, I chose that one uh, Beatles again. I was looking at the Beatles. No, no, um, no I'm not either. But it no. was. I, I am. I. I. Well, I am. Um, and this is my <laughs> list. Elvis or Beatles? Who's the best? Elvis. Mm. You used to do karaoke with your brother, mm. so don't try and claim See, it. Was, yeah, but if I. Yeah, but if you still had choice of like artists oh, from that era, I'd still choose Johnny Cash over the two. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, if you had to choose out of the two, out of the two of them, yeah, Elvis. Yep, there you go. I don't know. I couldn't choose. I couldn't choose. I love Elvis. I love uh, Beatles. I think they both did a lot to change music. Um, I oh, definitely, yeah. I, and I, I, I suppose I'm using, looking at this as a young guy who wasn't, like, obviously wasn't there, but I'm using it like... It's classic music time. But I really like it. Same as like, the reason why I like the Doors and stuff. Um, and my last one is a Kanye West College Dropout album. Get Out. It was such a good album. It had like the odd song on it that I liked. I could listen to the whole thing the whole way through. It told the story, it was lovely. It didn't make it into my top five, but that was one of the the first albums I bought. Nope. (laughs) Um, Tuts, honourable mentions. Yeah, so um, the first album that was ever bought for me, Red Hot Chili Puppies, by the way. Classic. Um, (laughs) It it, it just has that nostalgia feel to it. Um, I actually remember going on a road trip with my aunt and listened to it the whole way twice. Um, twice. <laughs> you, you, what you really don't realise is you listen to it once, it just felt like Could have gloss over that. Uh, bon Jovi, Slippery Room, <coughs> Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant album. Yeah, brilliant album, brilliant album cover. I used to have a t shirt with it on. Um, you just get a lot of looks for that, um, mainly of disgust. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a great album. Uh, Fleet with Mac, The Chain. Oh, I can't remember oh that. such yeah, a good works. song. Um, but the whole album is amazing. And Johnny Cash won. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, the whole album. But yeah, so there's my honourable mid Okay, so my number one um, has already been mentioned, unfortunately. Nickelback, All the Right Reasons. 
We are talking um, the the album that had Saving Me, Rockstar, uh, Far Away, Animals. It had it had the Steinbag Daryl um, song, The Side of a Bullet. Yes, which was taken yeah. from Pantera. Yeah, um, just everything about this album. It was it was perfect from start to finish, and. Um, even I found myself listening to it in the car when I used to make my mum listen to it, and then I got in the car and the album was in there, and my mum had uh, bought her own copy because she liked um, it that much. Sorry, you you told me a story once about your your mum um, with you in the car and you had your headphones in listening to Disturbed Down with the Sickness, and she turned around to you when you took your headphones out and was like, "What the fuck?" Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, I love Disturbed as well. I think the impulse that song's the best. No, mummy. But yeah, go yeah. back to Nickelback. Um, sorry, I mentioned it before. Photograph as well. It's just that that, album that had so many good. That is there. the song that I think I could skip now because I've listened to it so yes. many times. Yes, you're but yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It, it's just oh, love it. Amazing, Brad. Your wee wee. Very difficult to choose a top one, but uh, see, I've got. I always go with like a classic rock. So, out of the Rolling Stones. That kind of era, Jimi Hendrix. Mm. I'd say Led Zeppelin are the best that stand out for me though. Zeppelin were no. much yes. Zeppelin, like Zeppelin. Zeppelin were much better than uh, I do love. I prefer the Rolling Stones over Beatles. Mm-hmm. What's, Zeppelin over what's number one favorite album? Number two, the, the Led Zeppelin, the second album. Oh okay, number mm. two, yeah, yeah, volume two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we're well, definitely on number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had a, a whole lot of love. Is obviously um, a very popular track. Uh, what is it? Is that one Silver to Heaven? No, I think that was Volume Three, mm-hmm. uh, or the Untitled Album, which is Number Four. But that album stands out for me mainly because it's a classic rock album. Yeah. Uh, the sound as well, that era, that kind of uh, you know, I think it's nineteen sixty nine or seventy. But that era, if you ever listen to them kind of albums, um, or if you're a fan of that type of music, when you listen to the music, it sounds like you're actually in the studio. It's okay. not. O- it's not overproduced. So when you listen to it, so like Black Sabbath as well. That album, so all the songs sound like you're actually there in the studio, mm-hmm. and the key is that it's not overproduced, so it sounds it sounds original. So when you listen to it, it sounds like you actually go back there. But that heartbreaker as well is a great track. But they had they're the same. They had that original type of sound. Yes, that really yeah, stood yeah. out in the sixties. It was much more heavier and funky. That's what I liked about it. So it's very difficult to choose that as a top album. But I that one's classic rock sticks to me. Is this, yeah, I don't know. I like ACDC hasn't come up. That was on there as well. I have the problem with ACDC because it because it's if it's a, a greatest hits I'll buy it, mm-hmm. but when we can't do greatest hits, okay. you know, yeah, it's one yeah, of those yeah. ones. So okay, um, Kieran, your your ensemble, please. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Um, <laughs> so this was a, this was a toss up. It's a toss up. Um, is this again? That's it. In the, in the other top five, you picked three things that weren't in your top five, but could have been number one. <laughs> Are you doing the same now? This was quite similar. It's um, got a sheet of paper in front of him, and it's got many, many crosses out on it, and then lots of things written on it as well. Yeah, it's been very difficult for me because I obviously uh, I don't know. It looks like a blind man's tic tac toe. Um, I've gone for Eminem, and I've gone for the album. Revival. <laughs> right. He tries to read his own writing. <laughs> no, it's because I was picking that too, just then. Okay. I've gone for the album Revival. Now, um, there's many, many different Eminem um, albums, and as we said, when you picked your one from earlier, it was more of a, a kind of, he was more aggressive and he was more tongue-in-cheek in what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, of course, yeah. And of course, I loved that era of Eminem, but I really, really fell for his style of, of writing and his style of, of lyricism when he started having a lot more meaning to his songs. 
and you st- different mi- more meaningful slower songs came af- came about and he was more poetic in his language so it wasn't always just sort of at someone he was ma- managing to paint pictures and tell stories with words and it was beautiful to see mm. now the reason why I picked Revival which wasn't actually a very critically acclaimed album is this the one that started was so beautiful no this one started with I have it written down actually uh, Walk on Water with Beyonce Okay. Um, the reason why I chose this album is because I actually this album dropped just as me and my uh, my kids my first kids mum split up, and there's a lot of songs in there that sort of resonated with the emotions that I was feeling at the time. And I think any album that he does can do that to almost anybody. But this one really stuck to me. He had some great songs like Walk and Water, and there was a song he did called The Rose. Which is part of uh, Bette Midler's song "Rose." Some <laughs> yeah. it is a rhythm. Yeah, and he did. A, he managed to do a song to that tune, and it was so beautiful the way he did it. And you wouldn't even think it would work, but it worked beautifully. And even just the lyrics he used, like it was fantastic. That song enough. It was enough for me to choose the album. But then when you have things like uh, "Bad Husband," "Heat," "Castle," it's, just, it's a great album. It's one that you could really listen to all the way through and that will have to be my favourite album I guess okay well there you go um Toots L- allow me to tell you a story <laughs> gather round children we're going to tell can you put music over the top of this it's <laughs> <laughs> alright I'll get a bed for this <laughs> yeah. so a small little emo boy worked in a rock pub and it was a heavy metal rock pub until they started doing indie nights. And everyone around him turned around and said, you like indie music, you like indie music. And he didn't like indie music until one album came along and it changed his whole bloody perspective on music. That is the Arctic Monkeys AM. Now, hate me for it, but I couldn't help myself. I hate myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> because the rest of their albums are okay. It's another one of those things where it's like, yeah, I like this song from that album, I like this song from that album, but yeah, I could take it or leave it. But AM came out and it was everywhere. It was mm-hmm. it smashed the charts, it was it was defined a genre. Um it was definitely the pinnacle of their career because the album that's come out afterwards is bombed. But um it it just spoke to me as well, especially with some of the stuff that I was going through at the time, like I said beforehand, you know, working in, in a pub, spending most of my time drinking, a lot of it was around that kind of, a lot of the lyrics mm-hmm. and things were all around that. Um, and kind of jumping from ter- uh, turbulent relationships to one another and things like that. It was, um, it, it, it's just got such a good soundtrack to it as well. And it's, it, it's defined, like I said, defined a generation. I generally can't speak high enough of it, even though it's an mm-hmm. Arctic Monkeys album and I hate <laughs> myself for it. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I appreciated your story there. I have a feeling this story was about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else got that, but the story was about you. Um, I love how you read into things. <laughs> I, I do, I do, I'm a very deep person. Thank you so much for um, the albums. Um, I've really appreciated all your inputs. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Kieran. Mm-hmm. And thank you very much, Brad. Gracias. <laughs> Uh, this we have been Dadnamic. Um, you can look for us on Instagram. We're at Dadnamic. We're available on Twitter at Dadnamic, and we're available on Facebook and soon to be followed up with YouTube and uh, our very own website. So if please look at these uh, these websites for um, the available links. 
Um, please rate us on iTunes. Please share, subscribe, uh, put the message out there for us. Help us as much as possible. Um, if you have any questions or any top fives you would like to hear, please send an email or DM us on Instagram. Our email address is dadnamic at gmail.com. That's D-A-D-N-A-M-I-C at gmail.com. I've been Paul. Thank you so much for listening and speak to you again soon.